Hey, sweet friends, this is Andrea, and I'm your host for Inspire on the Go. I'm excited about the chance to talk about life, ministry, and our relationship with Jesus. I can't wait to see what God has in store. So grab a cup of coffee and join the conversation. I hope that your day is off to a great start. Today, I am so excited because we have a very relevant topic that we're going to talk about as we think about the book of Proverbs, and we are going to talk about the power of our words. And Bethany, what do you think whenever I say that specific topic? I feel like we're going to have our toes stepped on a little bit. Listen, my toes are already sore just from the (laughs) prep time. It's relevant to you? You feel it? I feel it. I feel it. And this is a topic that I think if we don't think about it, we'll naturally just fall off the wagon. Mm-hmm. We will fall into a pattern or maybe just a tendency of being negative or critical or just a whole list of things. Oh, for sure. And I know for me, and this is something that I'm continually working through, is making sure that I filter something before it comes out. Because there are so many times where I'll think of something and before I can even stop it, my words are out. Like I've just already said whatever I was thinking. Have you ever had the experience where maybe you wake up in the morning and you do have that great quiet time and Mm -hmm. you just worship the Lord and you start your day the right way. And then it's like the first conversation you have, you blow it. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) There's There's so many times where I think, how did I forget what I read this morning already in the 20 minutes that it took me to get to work or, you know, whatever? I think sometimes our emotions just wreak havoc on us oh, yeah. because we just are in the moment of the emotion. Mm-hmm. And so we say whatever we're thinking or whatever we're feeling. And we want to be real and authentic. But at the same time, we do need that filter. I had an example where I went to a mom's clinic and it was a mom's clinic for football player moms. And so it was super fun. What we did was we actually learned how to play our son's position. Were you quarterback? No, I wasn't the quarterback. I was a linebacker. Oh, Yes. And so I got to tackle people. And so you learn your son's position. Yeah. And then the moms line up and we play each other. And so like I got a couple of tackles in the backfield. I got a tip on a pass. (laughs) I was super excited about all of that. In fact, you can go on my social media and see a quick little video. It was pretty exciting. But, you know, Bethany, number one, I have to just tell you, I'm so sore. Really? Yes, (laughs) ma'am. I am sore. Well, you're competitive. Like you play... You're all in. All in. And I feel like I've been in an automobile accident because (laughs) of that. But as we were getting ready to play, I think I was a little bit nervous and just anxious and a little bit out of my element and comfort zone. And so my word filter was not on as a result of that. And so I just was like being kind of negative. Were you trash talking? I was a little bit trash talking. (laughs) And then also like just in a normal conversation, all of our friends were standing around and we were talking about like starting the school year and getting back on track with our diet and with our exercise and with, you know, our routines and just like getting in there and doing things the right way. And I heard myself say, oh, none of that really matters anyway. I was just like being so real, you know, and I was like, oh my goodness. So we went through the entire, you know, mom's clinic and it was just like kind of nagging at me that I had been negative in that moment. So I went home and I called my friend who was standing there next to me and I was just like, I owe you an apology. And she was like, what are you talking about? I have no idea what you're talking about. I was like, I was negative. I was just negative. My words were just not uplifting and encouraging in that moment. And I am so sorry. And then I really kind of traced it back. I really think I was feeling some anxiousness Mm -hmm. about the whole environment that I was in, even though I am competitive, I'm still not a normal football player, you know? And so 
it just came out. And that's the point as we think about our words. Oftentimes we have to remember what's going on on the inside comes out on the outside. And so we have to like be purposeful when it comes to our words. I saw this meme on social media that just made me fall out of my chair, Bethany. (laughs) And so this is about how I felt after my experience this past weekend. And this is it's a little girl and she's sitting on the stairs and she's holding this sign. And this is what the sign says. She believed she could. So she did. And now she's in timeout. (laughs) (laughs) Now, did she put herself in timeout or was she put there? I don't know the story, but I can relate to the fact that sometimes our words put us in timeout. Yeah. And sometimes we just have to have that correction and we have to have that reminder that our words are very powerful. And so that's what we're going to talk about today, because we're in this series on the book of Proverbs and our words and our tongue and our mouth and the themes of those three things. It's all over this book. It's crazy. And this is such a good thing for us to hold on to and remember and put into practice because you think back to maybe situations where your feelings were hurt. It's oftentimes not because of something that someone necessarily did to you, but what they said. And sometimes it's the tone Mm -hmm. of like how it was said. Oh, yeah. You know, and that's something that I've thought about, too. It's not only what we say, it's how we say it. And I think a couple of things that we have to do is we have to think through what is being heard on the other side? Not only what we are saying, but how did that come across? And sometimes, Bethany, I can actually overthink that. Oh, yeah. I mean, I can just get into that place where I'm going, <laughs> oh, my goodness, my words, it could have been taken this way or that way. But in that moment, if we'll just stop and do what I did, which is just to pick up the phone and just go, hey, I am so sorry mm. if that came across the wrong way. There was such freedom, even though it was not necessarily a comfortable conversation to have with right. my friend. And it brought us closer to because we were actually able to talk about what was going on in our lives. And so the words that we speak, they are so powerful. They reveal what's going on in our heart. So we want to have words that bring hope and healing and peace and restoration. And we want to speak those words all throughout our day. All right, let's think about the book of Proverbs. And let's remember the purpose of Proverbs was to help us understand wisdom, to accept wisdom, to apply wisdom, to teach us about words that bring insight into our life. It's so that we can gain discipline and knowledge so that we can live a prudent life. And everything was driven to this concept that we would fear the Lord, that we would know the Lord, that we would honor the Lord. And so this brings this topic of our words to the forefront of our conversation, because ultimately our words become our legacy. Our Mm -hmm. words do, our actions do. And so we want to make sure that everything that we say and do points people back to our relationship with God. I did a little research for our program, Bethany. You doing research? I So out of character. (laughs) And what I found was really interesting. I looked at three words that are recorded in the book of Proverbs, and I found out how many times they are mentioned in the book. And the words that I looked at were the first one was words. The second one was mouth. And the third one was tongue. Mm -hmm. So everything that has to do with our speaking process, our words, our mouth and our tongue. And I was amazed. And let me just say that again, amazed by the number of times that these three words are mentioned in the book of Proverbs. Okay, the word words, it's mentioned 29 times throughout Mm. the book of Proverbs. The word mouth is mentioned 36 times and the word tongue is mentioned 21 times. Oh, wow. And so in 31 chapters, these themes come up 
time and time and time again. Mm-hmm. So here's what I did. I looked up those three words and I found every occurrence of those words in the book of Proverbs. And then I wrote them down and I started to categorize and look at what is God's word trying to teach us about our words and our mouth and our tongue. And so I pulled out a couple of scriptures, just about each one of those. And then I found a question I think that will help us measure our words, measure our mouth and measure our tongue so that our words speak life. So let's just jump right in and let's talk about the first one, which is the word words. Again, mentioned 29 times. And oftentimes, whenever you see the word word mentioned in the book of Proverbs, it's talking about how we have to have some restraint with Mm. our words. And the word restraint, it actually means to condition someone or something to stay under control or within limits. Mm. And so our words should have restraint. It should stay within a certain boundary in a sense. It should stay within a condition or a limit. And there's two passages of scripture that really speak about this. And I want to talk about the first one. The first one is found in Proverbs chapter 10, verse 19. It says, when words are many, sin is not absent, but he who holds his tongue is wise. So there's just something really interesting in that verse of scripture to me, that more words you speak is almost like more opportunity to mess up. (laughs) I kind of view it as like a runaway train. You know, it kind of just starts going off the rails a little bit and you can't stop it. Before you know it, you are where somewhere you never thought you would be. And I thought about like whenever you're talking and you just keep on saying more and more and more words, sometimes that just reveals a lot of things that are going on in your heart. Mm -hmm. It could be like an insecurity. And so you're trying to get the right words out. It could be maybe approval, like you want that person to affirm you. It could be maybe that you're trying to figure out what you believe about that particular situation or circumstance. So you're just trying to find a place to land. And as a result of that, your sinful self is coming out because you are putting your eyes on the circumstance and you're trying to use your words to get that validation instead of just stopping and talking to God. Or maybe you're sharing a little bit more than you should about either your circumstances or someone else's circumstances. My mom always uses this in regards to, you know, controlling your tongue and not sharing too much. She says it's emotional promiscuity when you overshare about something that you shouldn't. And I think that is so convicting and it's so true for so many of us of times where we can think of a situation where we just said way too much. We maybe left the situation. We thought, why didn't I stop? Why didn't I just hold my tongue? It's emotional promiscuity. That's exactly how I felt after I went home from the mom's clinic. I was like, why did I keep talking? Mm -hmm. Like, why was I talking and talking and talking? And there were several other women there. I certainly didn't have to interject as much as I did in that moment. It was just too many words. Like if I had just said my little piece and stopped, it would have been okay. But it was the multitude of words in that situation that got me into trouble. And that was a lack of wisdom on my part. The next verse that we see in the book of Proverbs that deals with our words is found in Proverbs. Proverbs chapter 17, verse 27. And this one really brings this concept of restraint into focus. And here's what it says. A man of knowledge uses words with restraint and a man of understanding is even tempered. Mm. So again, that our words would have some restraint, that we would know our limits, that we would know our bounds and that they would stay within what is appropriate to filter out the words that are going to be negative, that are going to be hurtful, that are going to be maybe about us instead of about 
about what needs to happen in the right situation so that our emotions aren't driving our words, but rather our disciplined walk with God that begins with fear of who God is and how we are in relationship with him, that that drives the words that we speak. And so I think the first question that we can ask ourselves is this, am I showing restraint with my words? And when we ask that question and when we say, yes, I am showing restraint, then we know that our words will be measured. They will be within the right limits and they will be for a right purpose. So on the other side of the break, we're going to come back and we're going to see two more areas that affect our words. And that's going to be our mouth and our tongue. And we're going to gain two more questions that we can ask ourselves so that our words can bring glory to God. In just a moment, Andrea will return with a final thought. If you would like to hear more of her teachings, visit andrealennonministry.org. It is the ultimate website for the girl on the go with Bible studies, video sessions, podcasts, books, and down-to-earth blogs straight from Andrea's heart. Be sure and subscribe so that you can stay connected. Again, that's andrealennon.org. Now, let's hear a final truth from Andrea. So we're back and we're talking about the power of our words. And Bethany, how are your toes doing over there? They're hurting. They are. Well, <laughs> I am feeling convicted over here. This is the topic that always brings a good measure of conviction mm. into our life. But it's so good because here's the thing. We really can speak words of truth and life, and we really can speak hopeful, helpful words into our life as well as the lives of others. And we should strive for that. Well, and honestly, this is something that applies to every single person. All of us have said one thing at some time that was not good, that was hurtful, or honestly just unnecessary, where we walked away and we thought, why on earth did that come out of my mouth? On the other side of the break, we talked about the power of our words and how our words need to have restraint and that we would have a filter that knows that sometimes we say too many words and that too many gets us into trouble. So we want to move on and we want to look at the next aspect that we see in the book of Proverbs when it comes to our words, and that is our mouth. The purpose of our mouth is both to take food in and to, you know, speak words out. And so we have to remember that God has given us a mouth to speak blessings and to speak honor and to speak words of encouragement. And there's two verses of scripture that I found in the book of Proverbs that were really, really applicable to this particular topic. And the first one is found in Proverbs chapter 12, verse 18, reckless words pierce like a sword, but the tongue of the wise brings healing. Hmm. And so we see that there is a reckless opportunity with our words. And when I think about reckless opportunities, I think about like gossip. Mm -hmm. I think about criticism. I think about breaking a confidence, you know, those kinds of things that our words become reckless. They become damaging. They become hurtful. But one thing I want us to think about is that we can turn that around and think about the power of our words in a positive sense. And what we think about when we think about a positive word is that it restores and that it heals and it brings hope and it brings a sense of feeling loved. And so we see that God's given us the opportunity to speak words that bring life. You know, Andrea, what I thought of when you said reckless words, sometimes I've just picked this up. I don't know if you have, but you'll hear ladies talking about their husbands and it'll be in a really negative way. And it's it's almost like a thing that rallies women together. Sometimes it can just be this topic that's thrown out and it's it's harmful, honestly, because you're affecting how other people view your spouse or your parents or whoever else that you're talking about because of what words you're saying. And the more you speak those words, the more you're going to believe those words. Right. Yeah. And so like it also sets into you a perspective where you start looking for those 
those actions so you can criticize them. It's just, it's toxic. It's very toxic. And I, I not only see that with women, you know, in relationships to their husband, but also their kids, oh, yeah. you know, and then also sometimes it could be with situations at work or at church or in the community. Like we get into this negative pattern with our words and then we rally other people around that. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's just so detrimental because really what that brings up is kind of the concept of what we see in Proverbs, which is there are two paths. In fact, that's a theme throughout the book of Proverbs is that there are these two different ways that we can live life. We can live for life and for wisdom, or we can live for death and folly. And so we have to just realize that that impacts every area of our lives. And so our words can fall into the category of wisdom and life, or they can fall into the category of folly and death. And so what you're talking about is just a perfect example that our words about our family and about our circumstances and about our friends and about ourselves even, they can fall into that category of folly or Mm -hmm. foolishness or death, which means it cuts us off from God and Jesus, who is our very life. I think what it all comes back to is just knowing the setting that you're in and what is appropriate to share, because there may be some truth to your circumstances. Maybe you did lose your job. Maybe the bank account is empty. Maybe your health is not where it should be and, and you're not doing well. But there are times to share that information with people you can trust, people that are going to build you up. And then there's situations where all it's going to do is make you feel more negative about the situation that you find yourself in. Absolutely. And that's whenever we have to understand that God has given us different types of relationships for different purposes. Mm -hmm. And so we have those close accountability partners or those mentors where we can just be real and we can just throw it out there and we can hash it out. And what they are helping us to do is to see that from God's perspective. Then there's those other settings where we're just talking for the sake of talking Mm -hmm. and probably just trying to be a part of the group. And our words are not connected in any way to biblical purpose or restoration or healing or hope. And so it takes discernment. Mm -hmm. It takes wisdom. It takes insight to know the difference. And that's what the book of Proverbs is all about. It's to help us to know the difference between the path that leads to wisdom and life and the path that leads to folly and death. Proverbs chapter 16, verse 24, it says this pleasant words are a honeycomb, sweet to the soul and healing to the bones. Mm -hmm. My words that I speak would be so pleasant to the people around me, that it would be healing to their bones, that it would be healing to their soul. And again, that just reminds us that words can hurt, they can crush, they can set back, they can destroy, they can undermine, or they can bring healing, they can soothe, they can encourage, they can lift up, they can promote growth, and they can build bridges that help us to reach our future. And so the question for us when we think about our mouth, this is the all-important question. Are my words restoring? Are they helping? Are they, in a sense, bringing us along in God's plans and purposes for our particular life? And so we're seeing, as we look at the book of Proverbs, questions that we can ask ourselves. First of all, am I showing restraint? And then second, am I seeking to restore? Now we're going to move on and we're going to talk about our tongue and the power of our tongue, remembering that the tongue was mentioned 21 times in the book of Proverbs. So we want to look at a couple of those passages of scripture and then see how that applies to our everyday lives. The first one is found in Proverbs chapter 12, starting in verse 19. Truthful lips endure forever, but a lying tongue lasts only for a moment. Remember the purpose, wisdom, folly, death, and life. We see that there are 
is this longevity to our words. If they are truthful, Hmm. they will last forever. And that's something that I think makes me think about legacy, like that my words would lead to a legacy of hope and faith and transparency and vulnerability and truth so that it will last forever. I want to make sure that my words are always leading to life, that they're never leading to death. And we see that in Proverbs chapter 18, verse 21, the tongue has the power of life and death and those who love it will eat of its fruit. And again, we just see the power that is inherent in our words. Here's our key thought. We should speak words that we want remembered. Hmm. Oh my goodness. Like That's a that's powerful a, thought. Yes. Like if we think about our words and the words that come out of our mouth, we know that the words that lead to life are the ones that are remembered. They are the ones who are honoring to the Lord. And those are the words that create our legacy. What about the other words? Hmm. All of those frivolous words, all of those words that pass away. And so I posted on social media just about the power of our words. And I asked this question, you know, we all know about how words can hurt us, right? Mm -hmm. Because like the saying, sticks and stones may break my bones, but words will never hurt me. It is not Not true. true. (laughs) Like sometimes I would rather have a stick or a stone than Mm -hmm. the word because the word, it almost penetrated into my very soul. Yeah. And it got down into those crevices of insecurities and doubt and fear and made me even more insecure. And so words are powerful. Mm -hmm. We know that. We know that. So I put this question out on Facebook and I asked, okay, we know that words can hurt, but tell me about the power of words to heal. Tell me about a situation or a circumstance when at just the right time, somebody's words made all the difference and became like life to you. And so I have some really cool thoughts that different people shared with me. The first one came from LaDonna, and this is what she said, encouraging words affirm my spiritual gift and help me to keep on doing the hard work through the power of the cross. Mm -hmm. She went on to say, the right words spoken at the right time helps me to overcome negative thoughts. So that idea of insecurities, and that's where we see that words have the power of life because maybe someone has spoken a negative word into another person's life, and in a sense, God is going to use you to help cancel that out and to replace that insecure thought with a thought of of hope and Mm -hmm. truth and peace and power. This is another thing that she said, kind words really can turn a bad day completely around. Oh, completely. And vice versa. I mean, if somebody says just the the wrong thing at just the wrong time, it can really stick with you. But when somebody encourages you and breathes life into you, it really is transformational. Allison shared about a transformational experience. She gave this really important presentation at work and she sat down and she said she felt good about what she said, but she didn't feel good about being the one who's delivered that particular speech. Mm. And so she sat down and she felt, you know, just kind of okay about it. Well, at the end of the presentation, a person came over to her and said, that was exactly what we needed to hear. And you were exactly the person to deliver it. And so like, even in that moment, that person taking the time to come over and just speak life Mm -hmm. and to speak, you know, encouragement to her, she said it made all the difference in her day. So that just reminds us about the power of our tongue and the power of our words and how important it is to realize we may never know what another person is going through, but we have the opportunity when we follow the leading and the guiding of the Holy Spirit to just step out there and to speak truth and to speak life. And when we do that, Bethany, 
Here is the promise. Those words are remembered. Those words count. Those words are written and recorded on God's heart. And we see that in the book of Malachi, which is one of the minor prophets. It's a little bitty book. It's the last book in the Old Testament. And there's this little obscure verse that ties into everything that we have been talking about. Malachi chapter three, starting in verse 16, those who feared the Lord talked with each other and the Lord listened and heard a scroll of remembrance was written in his presence concerning those who feared and honored his name. So remember the book of Proverbs, it's all about fear the Lord. It's all about have that reverence, have that honor, have that respect, have that godly perspective of who he is, who we are in relationship to him, and let that frame every single aspect of your life. And when that trickles down into the words that we speak, whether that is the words that come out of our mouth or the words that come off of our tongue or the very words that just give evidence to what's going on in our hearts, we will find find a formula. We will find a plan that will help us to keep our words on the right path so that we are speaking life, so that we are speaking wisdom, so that we are speaking truth. And what we see here in the book of Malachi is that those words are remembered. And that's the final point that we want to make. We want to speak words that are worth remembering. And when we speak words that are worth remembering, they're written on God's heart. But in the process of that, they're also written on the hearts of the people around us. And I don't think we can overstate how much of a difference those words that are worth remembering can make because they can go through generation after generation to people all over the place that we may never even know their name, but our words can impact them. This is so powerful. It was on my Facebook page just yesterday, and it came from a friend who recently lost her daughter. Here's what she said about words. My thoughts go to the idea that when God lays someone on your heart and mind, reach out to them. The timing may seem off to you, but probably is perfect for the other person. Speaking from a season of grief, I can't tell you how many times someone has texted and their words have been just what I needed in that moment. People have sent cards saying, I'm sorry I waited so long, but the reality is that I needed that comfort and that encouragement at that exact moment. God's timing is never wrong. So when we think about our words, we should ask ourselves the question, are these words showing restraint? Are they seeking to restore? And are they worth being remembered? And when we put it through that filter, then our words will bring hope, they will bring life, and they will be full of wisdom because they are saturated with the fear of the Lord. Thanks for listening. I hope today's episode helps you embrace the full free abundant life that God provides. Don't forget to follow, like, and subscribe to Inspire on the Go. If you would like more encouragement to help you grow in your faith, visit my website at andrealennonministry.org. Come back next time and enjoy another episode of Inspire on the Go.